You're listening to the Everyday Astrology Podcast. I'm Hilary Scott, your astrologer, and I'm here to bring you the current planetary conditions. So I hope that you are navigating this pretty intense energy well. It's like a swirl of like the ending and the beginning, and it can be very stressful because the impetus to grow is really strong right now and to like begin new things, but there's still also this sort of complications from the past that are requiring you to attend to them. So it's this kind of complicated navigation, but it's also still very much a new beginning. So the new moon, we're about 11 hours out from the new moon. And the first 72 hours after are the very most potent, but even like the two weeks leading to the full moon, it's a very, it's, it's good for initiating. And this time of year in astrology is the beginning of the year, which makes a lot of sense, especially the Aries energy is just sort of that, that thrust forward, sort of all like it kind of represents the, the child or like the toddler of the Zodiac in energy as far as it's very sort of self-concerned and what does it want to do rather than like, oh, what should we do? Or it's very kind of the opposite of Libra, which is always like, well, what should we do? But Aries is like, well, I'm doing this and you can come if you want to come, but it doesn't matter to me. So there is that um, real sort of courageous, brave, which I guess brave and courageous are the same, this sort of like I can do it. I can get out there. I can I can make it happen. I can go on this adventure. So jump on that energy, definitely. Plant the seeds of things that you want to happen for the whole year. It's a really good time to um, make a collage or some sort of piece of art. Nowadays, you can go into like fabulous design apps like Canva and just design stuff till your heart's content. There's like all kinds of interesting, fun things you can make on there. All It's all digital, but even to make something in the world would be really powerful right now, or even to make yourself some kind of elixir, something that you know can help you heal, or, or to make a talisman out of an object or a crystal or something that will remind you of the wishes and the intentions that you have for this next year. It's a perfect time to do that. Also keep, you know, notes in your journal, that's really important. Actually, this is something I've been wanting to do since 2019. So it's like a long time, unfortunately, because I should have done it a lot sooner, but I had all these blocks up around sort of actually getting my calendar out into the world. I don't know why. Like it wasn't all, it took me six kind of really hard weeks of focus and changing and choosing and deciding and all the things that, and I worked with a really wonderful designer from the UK that was very helpful. So I finally got it done. So if you're interested, um, it's really designed to be kind of a month at a glance. It has a spot for the new and the full moon, which is very helpful. And also for kind of what you figured out, what you're grateful for every month. And then it also has a spot for the seasons, which are PowerPoints, important PowerPoints, and also the solar and the lunar eclipses. And it has like a page of affirmations and information on lunar gardening. 
And what else does it have? Oh, and kind of a year in review as well and a year at a glance. So it, there was a lot of thought put into it to try to have something simple and elegant and kind of easy to keep track of your yearly progress and your intention and how what you intend for your life and how you're making that happen. It's it's kind of, you know, I'm a Capricorn, so it makes sense that I would want to design a planner. It also comes with um, a PDF so that you can go in. It's a blank calendar, but the PDF I'm going to redo every year so that it has the up-to-date um, like the all the different retrogrades, also the new and the full moons and the eclipses and all the inf- information that you need. There's also these like crystals throughout, these beautiful watercolor paintings of crystals, which I also give information about in the PDF, which you'd have to, when you buy it on Amazon, then you can get the PDF for me too. So if you decide that you might want to support me by buying this calendar or this planner, that would be fabulous. It'd be even more fabulous if you like it, you gave a good review, because that's how Amazon works and gets things kind of pushed forward in the algorithm. So, but I did just work through many glitches. And finally today, it's like the gates opened and all that complicated energy that we've been going through sort of released a bit. And all of a sudden the glitches weren't there and I was able to get things where they needed to be and upload this and so, but it, it has to, it's in review right now. So you can't actually get it, I guess, until they, they start publishing. This is like a creative thing that I've wanted to do for a while. And I think it'll just be really actually helpful to be able to have everything, like even for me personally, to have it all in one place every year. I think it'll be like helpful in that way if you like to keep track of stuff as well. So it's that kind of energy actually is, is if you've got something big, to launch in the world, then this is it. This is the time. This is what, like even, you know, it doesn't even have to be as ambitious as like putting stuff up on Amazon or something. It could be like, I mean, not that doing a garden isn't ambitious because you might be making a beautiful garden this year or, you know, starting something that you've wanted to do for a while that you just haven't had the chutzpah to do. Now the energy is really supportive of that. It's also tricky, though, because this whole new moon that we're experiencing, and even today, we, which is the day after the new moon, so it's the first. Is it the first? Yeah, it's the first. It's Chiron is conjunct the sun. So there's a lot of triggering emotions going on in the world. There's a lot of, like, Chiron is the wounded healer, the abandoned one, the, like, kind of worthless character that learned how to heal others' pain by learning, trying to heal their own pain. So we all are kind of like that. What what we, in a way, learn while we're kind of going through our own growth and like whatever we need to heal in ourselves is actually what we, like the medicine that we can offer others as well. So it's a really like triggering time with Chiron. It really, all of us are... Like, it's actually right on top of my Chiron in my chart, which is really, like, a difficult place for it to be. And it's been, like, and it first hit last summer. It's been really the hardest, like, time of my life in the last two years, which is, like, oh, so cliche. Whose life hasn't it been hard on? But there is, like, with Chiron, when it comes and if it's hitting you personally, there's probably some very big... Like my mom found out, just got a, a diagnosis, which I still don't know what it is, but it like 
the, the secrecy around what they won't and will communicate to us at this point is, and, and my family's not allowed to go into the hospital because none of us are vaccinated except for her. So it's been a very like anxious time, but also like you really, you know, you face in these moments, you get to face mortality and what, you know, did, what, what did I say and what did I do and how do I do it right? And you just, all the moments, and I think I even talked about this in the last podcast, in, in death and birth, everything is so, like, acute and exquisitely intense, and I feel like I'm on kind of one of those waves right now, and it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to, like, on one level, I'm like, oh, there's these kind of good things happening, and I'm making progress. On another level, I'm like, oh, my heart hurts, and I don't think I can go through this, and it's too much, and... There's so many complications and difficult feelings that come along with it. So that's Chiron. It's like like literally Mercury and the sun and this new moon that we just had right on top of my Chiron. So it's like kind of a perfect example of the sort of like depths of, of difficult emotions and painful situations Chiron can bring up. Our fears and our kind of failures and our humiliations and our loss and our abandonment and our grief and all of that is very much stirred up with this energy. And 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 the moon was also this week hitting Saturn and Venus, which were conjunct too. So there is very heavy themes right now. And it's like our um, what we value with Venus is is being sort of you know like taken away or thwarted in some way or it needs some kind of like difficult commitment or focus or like and the best bet to do with this kind of tricky energy is to lean into lean into it do do the work like ask what is needed of you kind of how can you be of service and generally that'll shift the energy so that there's you know grace involved and peace and even though things are difficult there's moments of laughter and joy and grace is really I guess what we're after so if we can kind of bow to the difficult situation and ask for the highest path through, then we can, you know, ask our hearts what is needed and trust what's going down. If that makes sense, it's kind of maybe esoteric, but we're talking about astrology, which is also esoteric. So I bet you can handle it. Um, the week following this new moon, Venus moves into Pisces, which will feel more comfortable than its trek through Aquarius, let me tell you. Because Venus and Aquarius are not necessarily, like, overly comfortable together. Aquarius is very detached, and Venus is very much wants to be involved. But going into Pisces, it could create, like, beautiful art or magical moments or um, sort of grace, like I was speaking of, when these maybe just a shift in perspective that changes how you feel or... All the kind of beautiful things of life come with the, the the quintessential ideals can be born in Pisces. So having Venus there, like very much focused on harmony and beauty and creativity and design and all the kinds of things that make life wonderful, like really delicious Anjou pears and raspberries and tulips and bears like all the stuff that is amazing about life is wrapped up in the venus energy for us in our charts and we all have it in a different spot some of us are value 
you know, if a Sagittarian's Venus values would be much different than a Cancer Venus values. So that's, that's how specific we are. But it's definitely a time when magic can happen while Venus transits through Pisces. There is like kind of the next day on Wednesday, the 6th, the moon will square Neptune and Jupiter, which are conjunct also in Pisces. So that's again more magic, like magical lucky situations can come. I think just even the truth. Interestingly, because Pisces and Neptunian energy can be very deceitful and and lie, not always intentionally, but the, and Jupiter is the truth seeker. So there's this literal coming together of, of possible deceit and truth. But there could also be, because Pisces can also be where magic and, and beauty and mysticism and oneness is all connected in the Neptune energy. So to bring together the benevolent energy of Jupiter, which wants to bless us and expand our worlds and give us an adventure and, you know, take us on journeys and give us new philosophies tied into with the Neptunian energy, we could have this like this revolution, this like renaissance of goodness blanket the earth. That's a good one. Let's focus on that happening because we can help anchor this in. If we, can, if we can be in the higher energy and stay focused, which is tricky, especially if you're going through difficult times, but just keep coming back to center, keep coming back to the, the center point in your heart, and then you'll be able to tap back into that focusing on the higher reality creation. But we can make our dreams come true with this energy for ourselves and for humanity so whatever you can do to give the earth plane humans and all these earthlings here like the higher energy and the love vibration and your good intentions do it because it's a really potent time for that like let's wish us a magical year where truth reigns supreme and and healing occurs for all and love is what leads the way that would be really lovely Really big shift old change from the last couple of years. Um, so that shifts. And then we actually have a couple, the moon will go into cancer. And I think that will give us kind of like, uh, like we'll feel good about being at home and connecting with loved ones and connecting with our families and being homey, you know, fluffing up your nest, maybe planting a garden or doing like making yummy soup or whatever it is that you do to take care of your loved ones that's what the cancer moon it goes through thursday and friday and then leo comes on the weekend and that's more like there's a lot of chutzpah going on on saturday it could be also magical but there could be some sort of like maybe a bit of a power struggle or confusion about what what the valuable thing is to do that sort of complication could go down maybe part of you doesn't want to have to be feeling bad and another part of you is like let's get things done like it, it, it could just be a complicated day on Saturday a very shifty day because the moon will go from cancer into Leo which is a, a very different energy and Sunday on the 10th we have Mercury moving into Taurus and right before that happens it will be squaring Pluto and that is like a pretty it's an energy that like we're faced with something we don't want to see or we don't want to have to deal with. 
Pluto's like, no, no, we're going to deal with the real facts. We're going to deal with the truth. We're, we're bringing it up from the past just so that we can look at it, just so that we can be aware, just so that we can acknowledge it and heal. And, and Mercury will be like, oh God, no, <laughs> let's not do it. Let's not go there. We were having a good time. So that could be going on in our own psyches. That sort of like, oh, I just want to focus on the fun stuff to being, no, we're, there's like something serious that needs to be focused on right here. And also the Mercury moving into Taurus is actually going to probably feel good. It'll be stabilizing. Like we'll calm down. We'll be able to like our minds will steady and, and we won't feel so frenetic. And it is, a, there has been frenetic energy because of all this Aries energy where the new moon was. All that like there was Mercury there, the sun and the moon all piled up with Chiron. That's like really like, like very interestingly go stop energy because Saturn and Mars were tied in as well. So there's like, like even while, while I was doing my calendar and I really wanted to get it like totally ready to roll before I did a podcast or, or did my, like my, my article that I write about it. And I just kept coming up like with glitches, like everything was stopping and it was frustrating and I didn't know which way to focus and what to do. And then a little, I'd have a little breakthrough and I'd be like, oh, that was easy. And then something else would come and get in the way. And that was like classic Mars-Saturn energy. It's like, Mars is like, yeah, we're almost done. And then Saturn's like, oh no, you got to go over here and figure this detail out. And maybe we better dot that I. And have you thought about this situation? So we're all kind of under the influence of that. But with Mercury going into Taurus, I think it'll be like a relief. We're going to feel ah, like calm about things. Maybe we can stop and enjoy the springtime and look at all the flowers blooming and there was a bee. I saw my first bumblebee outside today and I was so happy to see him because I had noticed a picture from last year and I had like, I was like, oh, there was like a bee this time last year and I haven't seen any bees. And I got worried because, you know, what else am I going to do? I got worried that there wasn't going to be any bees this year. <laughs> Like, it's all so much, you know? And then I went out and I happened to see, I, my my dog had noticed that there was a bee on the bush and she kind of pointed it, pointed it out and was sniffing at the bee. And I went over and sure enough, there was a bee. So I don't know why that was so hopeful. It was like, it was better than seeing the groundhog on Groundhog Day. Is that, what do we want to see the groundhog? I can never remember. Or no, whether he has a shadow or not. Anyway, seeing a real live bee doing its thing in my flowers was, I was grateful. My heart was warm. So it's that kind of year, you know, the time of year to appreciate and enjoy and slow down. And as things shift through Aries into Taurus, we'll be able to do that. So I hope that you're not having like as hard a time as I am right now. I hope that things are going smoothly for you and that you're able to tap into kind of the, the, the goodness of this energy. And if they're not, and if it's hard, like that's life, right? We've all got to go through these, like these journeys. So I hope that you're able to come into your heart and find peace and solace and everything that you need to make this next year of your life the most amazing year. Many blessings. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>